0: Okay, here we are. Here we are. Episode twenty-eight. So, so this is brown Burndown, Brown burn down. the brown. Burn the, the brown. Burndown, This is brown burn down. Burn down. Burn down. The brown burn down. Twenty. Episode twenty-eight.
1: Wow! We're back! I know. Yeah, we're back. And. Oh, wow, wow. It's been busy.
0: It's been crazy. I would just like to say that 2021 is still really crappy. Yeah. It's still a crappy year. I thought we were leaving all of that behind in 2020. And sadly, it's not gone yet. Um, but I feel like things are getting better, right? Like. Yeah, it's on the up and up. The world is coming back. But we do have some major updates for you guys, Um, the most important of which is that TARS is now a grad school graduate.
1: So are you. You were (laughs) a grad school graduate last year. I don't
0: feel like I am. But like now you're you're done with like a huge part of grad school. That's awesome. I'm not even
1: done with grad school. I have one year of grad school.
0: She had a graduation and she crushed it as per usual. At the graduation.
1: uh Uh-huh. I walked (laughs)
0: six. She walked. She crushed grad school, guys. Yeah, no. No one's surprised. But that is a big update, Tars. That's true. I'm very That's proud part of me. why we
1: haven't been. Oh, That's true. You. It's just been
0: busy. I just
1: um, been busy. Rouse finished her turn- intern year.
0: I did finish oh. intern year, so here we are. Season
1: two of Grey's Anatomy.
0: Season two. Yeah, somebody at- asked <laughs> me that. They're like, "It's like, what part of Grey's are you in?" You you asked me that, Tarzan. I asked <laughs> you. you, asked that, like, I asked you
1: if intern year was like with the Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. I've never seen it, but I saw the trailer the other day because it was recommended to me on Netflix, and I was like, "Hey, is this like?" Because they're like, is they have the little is. clip where it's like being an intern sucks. You're like the bottom of the totem pole and the residents are like so horrible. I was like, oh, that's what Raz is doing.
0: Actually, you know, I remember on my first like medical clerkship in med school, I got a question right on the first day of the clerkship because of Gray's Anatomy. It's a question she gets asked in the first, like, five minutes of the episode, and I only made it 15 minutes into the episode, but I was like, thank you. What was the question? It's, like, the five W's of post-operative fever, and she's, like, the only intern who knows it, and she, like...
1: Wow! Yeah. Wait, that seems hard, and kind of surprising that you remembered that from the episode.
0: It's, like, actually, it's, like, a dumb acronym. It's, like, one of those dumb things to remember something that's, like, actually pretty straightforward. And Good for but you, like still. thank you thanks for her You're thanks basically Meredith Grey, Meredith Gray. No. <laughs> <No. laughs> but yeah thank you Meredith thank you Shonda honestly thank you Shonda
1: Honest, was Shonda a doctor how come she did this
0: she's not but she there were a bunch of um, faculty at Yale that were consultants, consultants. for Gray's Anatomy yeah
1: wow and did they she gave go to her Yale? like
0: I don't I don't know I think she went to Dartmouth actually but oh. she like. I had friends at Yale. I don't know how. But I remember, like, when some of our, like, public health lunches, like, some of the people there, they were like, yeah, like, we help consult for Grey's Anatomy and, like, medical dramas to make sure the medicine is sound. But I will say that Grey's Anatomy medicine's not actually sound. Like, if you oh. want to learn <laughs> actual medicine, watch ER. ER is, like, really good. Really? Yeah. It's, like, factual.
1: It's, like, real medicine. Why, why do you think they're better at it? Like, they consult is, better doctors? I think,
0: I think ER is Michael Crichton, I think. Anyways. So he's right. It's like wow. huge diversion. Yeah, MD but, from
1: Harvard Medical School in 1969, but did not yeah. practice medicine, instead went to writing.
0: Yeah. Could be it, you. It could be me. <laughs> I have to learn some medicine. First, well, not <laughs> But he, yeah, he's, like, he writes actual medicine. So it's, like, kind of cool.
1: That is cool.
0: Yeah. Um, anyways, guys, we are alive and Oh, thriving. he died.
1: Well oh, he oh, did? That's so sad, yeah. When? In 2008. Like, a long Damn. time ago. Um I had no idea. I actually had think... no idea. I mean, yeah. It's not, like, one of the top ten things you would need to know, but that is yeah. sad.
0: That does suck for him. Yes, yeah. because so I was
1: like he received his MD from Harvard Medical School in 1969, and he's only 66 now. And I was like, how does that work? But no, it's because he died when he was 66 wow. in 2008. Yeah, poor Michael Crichton. That's sad. Poor Michael Crichton. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Please continue. <laughs>
0: Huge diversion, but we're back. We're alive. In case you guys are worried, and we have a lot to cover. So let's. Just get back into it. And I think the theme of this episode, instead of, like, talking about just one thing, we're going to kind of cover some, like, really big things that we've been talking about with each other, but have not had time to make a proper episode for. Yes.
1: So, let's get into it. Let's just skip lies we told and our friends having thoughts, because we probably have told a lot of lies, but we don't blame you for not calling us out on them, because... We we're so inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, true. So yes. sorry. I'm sorry. The about last thing we were talking about was Megan and Oprah's interview. That's like, wow. That, um, yeah, so like, DM us your thoughts,
0: especially after this episode. We'll probably say a lot of BS. So,
1: yeah. It was funny. I did see I don't remember her code name, but um a former manager of mine who listens to this podcast and is a big fan. Um, and she like Saw that I had bangs, and I was like, Oh, yeah, like I've gotten bangs since the last time we, I saw you. And she was like, No, I know, I listened to your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, yeah, I do talk about them a lot on the did yeah,
0: yeah, Talk about it in depth. We should go back and listen. We should make a like a montage of, of bangs versus bangs. no bangs versus them doing it.
1: Oh man, good time capsule. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. Anyway, so we're going to skip straight to lingering thoughts um, because that's basically this episode. It's just a lot of lingering thoughts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, in no particular order. Yeah. The first lingering thought is, one, this headline, which is just like the funniest headline of all time. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Yes. Rihanna wore the perfect sultry going out top from a rising British Indian designer by Sabrina Park. This was fed to me By no other than, (laughs) Yahoo.com/slash/lifestyle, and it doesn't like not related to anything except for Rabs's comment was, do you think her wearing a rising British Indian designer is like a atonement for her whole Ganesha thing? What do you think? Also, this designer's name is Supriya Lele Lily Lele, yeah Lele, she's Marathi, yeah like
0: the it's just weird that like this article is like it has the word indian designer in the t- like the title has the word indian designer you know what i mean
1: mhm
0: like it feels planted to me
1: like why would we care i'm sure she wears designers every yeah. day you
0: know? like and then maybe she didn't do it maybe the designer did i mean designer was like i really want to dress you so then like i can like yeah. be, i don't know but it feels like super planted and like
1: not a coincidence, Supria's so website needs an upgrade <laughs> like a major one, but it's very cool. Like,
0: oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, anyways, so yeah, I think it was uh, not a cute coincidence. Though. Yeah, it's cute. If you
1: google it, it's super cute. It's very western,
0: it's very western, yeah. I don't think... So that's what I mean to say. Like, nothing about this is, like, Indian. But, like, they chose to use the word Indian in the title, which Mm. makes me feel, like, interesting. Like, either Yahoo is picking Mm. up on Slack, like they haven't done, or
1: Supriya Lele is, like, super connected. Or it's just, like, Rihanna PR. Also... I'm looking at her stuff, and her most common item are, like, black thong-tailored trousers. (laughs) And I don't really understand what a thong trouser (laughs) is, but that is her most popular (laughs) item. Good job, Priya. Okay, so that's lingering (laughs) thought number one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, yes. Next lingering thought, kind of related to our like last episode. If you listen to our last episode, it was about the Meghan Markle and Harry interview with Oprah, and just generally the like very pervasive racism that Tarz and I have like talked about since we started this podcast like truly since day one that we started this podcast. Um, but like kind of like it was right after this interview came out, right? That this happened, where students at Oxford. They, I think it was like Magdalen College, they voted to have the Queen's picture removed from one of their college common areas mm-hmm. because she represents this like colonial racist history. Which I feel like says a lot. I feel like this might be more common and must be happening in other universities and colleges in the UK, but like, it doesn't get covered in the press because like Mm. the crown literally controls the press Mm -hmm. but i i feel like i don't know this art this type of like
1: news you don't really read it that much you know as south asian americans we're sort of consistently asking like why aren't like the british doing more to oust this monarchy that's so archaic and clearly emblematic of a racist past um and i guess the answer is they are they're just not getting coverage and i'm sure like youth in the uk feel very similarly they don't necessarily have like the mechanism to oust the monarchy the at monarchy this stage age. but are like doing it in small ways and I guess the idea is that when they come to power like when we don't have these Tony Blairs anymore and we have not Tony Blair wow what's Boris. His name Boris Johnson um bad in a different way then we have like <laughs> I don't know when our generation comes to power maybe they will do more efforts to oust the monarchy but I think it's all just like a money thing right
0: like it's a money it's a money thing but it's also just like she's like untouchable you know what I mean like even after this Meghan Markle Harry interview like Harry only had like nice even during the interview he only had nice things to say about his grandma like no one's willing to actually hold her accountable even from like the people who are being critical of the crown you know yeah, so, she's
1: just such a legacy at this point, you know?
0: Yeah, so, like, seeing this, I was like, wow. I wonder how she feels about it.
1: Yeah. And I do think that when she is no longer with us, then things <laughs> may change.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I, I would like to see so, but what's, I think crazy so that that all happened like this was like maybe a month after the interview and then Megan and Harry had their baby yeah and freaking named it after her so it's like what is the like pick a lane guys like we need to all just like either just be pro or anti I really think the situation's like <laughs> kind of black and white you know I don't they get named it freaking kid after her But I was reading. I read an article on Yahoo also that was like, uh, some people think it's like kind of like a snub. It's like a snub to the queen because they named the baby after the queen's nickname and not like her full name. So it's like, wow, they're so informal. It's like patronizing. Yeah, exactly. So like informal, like disrespectful. Like she's the queen of England. She's not little bit some like nana like you know what I mean lilibet your nana exactly how you
1: say it lilibet
0: lilibet okay that's not how you say that's how we say. to call her that we can only call her little anyways it's a weird name it's a weird name
1: Archie and Lulubat? Like what era were these children born in?
0: <laughs> I know, right? I get like he wants to name him name the kid after Diana. I thought would have been sweet. Yeah, and, like that's that's, the, sweet. The, that's a baby's middle name. Um, they have a bunch of stuff coming out though, right? Like, aren't they working on? Like, some
1: Netflix stuff or Disney Disney stuff. and Netflix is, like, the sign of power now. If you have your own, like, yeah. mini Netflix empire, you've made it. Like, a lot Obamas it. and Harry and Meghan. And, like, Spotify podcasts that nobody listens to. That's another sign of, like, right. power. power. Yeah, like, Obama has these podcasts. I don't listen to them. Like, with George Clooney yeah. and, like... And then Harry and Meghan signed these, like, Spotify podcast deal. Like, they're just signing all these big people, but, like, I don't want to listen to Meghan or Harry on a podcast. Like, that's actually not what I think. I don't think... Maybe this is a hot take. I don't actually care what they have to say, particularly. I don't think they've been educated... Maybe she a little bit more, but still, she's an actress. Like, I don't think they've been educated to be a voice for, like... I don't know. Like, I don't think they have... That much interesting to say. I think that they have a platform, and when they raise some of these topics, that's really important. And if they yeah. can like fund things and like provide light to people who can actually articulate a lot of these wrongs, that's great. But I do not need to listen to Harry on a podcast every week. Like no, I really don't. I really like don't. even his other Oprah interview where he's talking about mental health, which is cool. Like that's an I've heard enough from him now, you know. Like he's kind of annoying. I don't need to hear from him anymore. (laughs) You're kind of annoying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you though. Well, I'm sure like by the time we record next our next episode, we'll have more
1: updates on them. They're very active. Very active. Okay, moving on. So yeah, just like kudos to Mindy Kaling. She posts. She's posting some good, like proud to be Indian stuff. And there was one about like representation in toys with this. Um, company Modi toys, I think. Yeah, they look so cute. Like, I they want one. really cute. I know, I want <laughs> one <for> me. <laughs> like, a yeah. very cute representation about, like, having toys that are, like, culturally specific is actually really important for kids rather than just having, like, blonde Barbies. So I <laughs> loved that. And then you want to talk about this last one?
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm always down to trash, (laughs) Djokovic. So, today is actually Wimbledon Day recording this, and Djokovic, unfortunately, won. Um, Unfortunately for us, like, I'm sure a very happy day for him, his family, his fans, but he now has the same number of, like, titles as Better and Nadal, which is, like, major womps, I think, but he was, like, so he's such a like bad sport about stuff this has absolutely nothing to do with our podcast
1: but we have an audience
0: so we're gonna (laughs) say um he like is so he was upset that he didn't get to play on center court this week and Federer got to play on center court instead and he was upset because technically he's seeded number one and Federer is number six and he just basically made a big deal about it, about not being able to play on center court, which is like, boo, freaking who? Like, you'll be fine. Also, well, Federer just like brings in more fans. Like, he can sell the tickets. Like,
1: that's it. Exactly. That's it. That's more all. People want to see Federer. It's just yeah, a numbers that's, thing. It's
0: just a numbers thing. And like as we've seen, these like tournaments, they're just businesses. Like, oh, we did, we um, we could talk about Naomi Osaka, but oh yeah. That is just, like... We've seen this. Like, with Naomi Osaka, like, telling her that she has to participate in press conferences to be able to participate in the tournament. Like, they are just running a business. And, like, I think that it's to the detriment of a lot of players. Like, I don't think they should have done that to her. And also, we can talk about, like, race and mental health and how, like, she is a non-white female athlete is getting such different treatment from any of the male athletes. But, like the Wimbledon, the French open, whatever, like they can tell Djokovic that that he doesn't get to play on center court. And like, they're allowed to do that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point though. Like there's like two sides to this, like tennis economy of like one where it's like, it's not a meritocracy in any way. Or I mean, like it is, I guess, in that the best player theoretically wins. But the way that the system works is very much like there are rules you have to follow and they're kind of archaic and based on a lot of like, like even the thing about Wimbledon, you have to wear white is so. It's, it's like wake up people, wake (laughs) up, like this is 2021.
0: And like why like be proud of a legacy that was not always exclusive, you know, like why like make that something worth preserving, you know.
1: It's just like, um, yeah, aligning yourself with kind of a, like, grosser part of your history of, like, I mean, I don't even think it's anything specific. It's not there's anything that we know of. Please tell us if it's wrong. It's, like, a racist thing about wearing white, but it's basically, like, we have rules, we're proper, we have a history that we adhere to. It's, like, there's right. all this awful stuff in your history, too. Like, wouldn't you want to modernize? Because your history and tradition is affiliated with, like, some pretty terrible stuff. Exactly. But that's, like, the smallest of the things, and, like, the whole thing about, like, forcing players to do press when they lost a
0: match and don't want to and are or are saying like i'm suffering from other mental health challenges right now which was what osaka's case was and i think like they i think the french open fined her which is absurd like total bananas that she should not have been fined for that but i think it's such a like sharp contrast between the way she is treated for instance or the way serena williams is treated for instance and like People like Djokovic who can, like, throw a fit over which court they play on. They're, like, untouchable, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, bigger problems in this. But I think, yeah. And half of it is, like, a question about sports, which I don't know anything about. But, like, what is owed to the fans, kind of? Like, what? How much are these, like, players who are doing this for a living and thus, like, quote-unquote, are owing the fans, like interviews and, like, they should be booted off of courts whenever a more popular player is playing because it's, like, for the fans and for the money versus, like, it's just an art in a way and it's a sport and, like, you know, whoever's winning is getting the center courts and whoever's winning gets to talk to who they want to talk to and gets to, like, do press if they want to do I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily either or, but I don't know enough about sports to have an opinion about, like, what is owed versus, like, what is allowed you know what oh, is
0: yeah that's so true but yeah so
1: sad anyway day. Djokovic sucks Djokovic sucks.
0: <laughs> so, okay well this is a perfect segue because our next segment is our most favorite mm. <laughs> most consistent segment i guess we could say um nikyanka watched 2k21 and i say it's 2K21. related to what we were just talking about because priyanka attended both the men's and oh, did she? And I didn't know. That. Yeah. She, she is in London. She went to Wimbledon. And I mean, obviously, we have updates about them. <laughs> so. Okay. Um,
1: we're just Quick going. updates. I learned yesterday that Nick Jonas is in Jersey Boys right now. Like you know on Broadway. Like, oh, in London? I don't even London? know. Like I on have the West no End? Idea. I have no idea. I didn't even know Broadway was back. I don't and think
0: first Broadway
1: that. Like, he must be in the Jersey West Boys. End. Must be the West End. But is... Oh, it's a film. Oh. Uh... Tech rehearsals for filmed Jersey Boys production. So it's not like a... Thing? It's like a thing? Most... Re- okay, whatever. Anyway, so I saw that on Instagram and I was like, okay, random. Um... So he's doing that. Priyanka's in London, apparently, which is weird because she was just posting about the opening of her restaurant, and I thought she was there, but I guess she's not.
0: Yeah. Okay. So also, I, like, read a little bit more about this restaurant, Sona, Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, very confused by, like, whether it's actually her restaurant or if she's just, like, one of the, like, muses and is, like, getting paid to do, like, to be, like, this is, like, my, like, passion project.
1: Interesting. I'm not it's entirely like she didn't sure. Do anything?
0: I'm not entirely sure. There was this article in the... I think it was the New York Times review of Sona where it said something like... Actually, let me tell you exactly
1: what it said. Oh. Yeah, she doesn't own it. Sona it, is she definitely by may- Manish K. Goyle and the chef is Hari Nayak. I mean, Who is she- Whoa! So she's not okay. even... Right?
0: Okay, it Says Sona has the actor and singer Priyanka Chopra Jonas, a creative consultant who has no ownership stake in the restaurant, but gets most of the media coverage. So, and then what? he says, Mr. Goyal has said, I consider her Sona's muse. Priyanka helps elevate and identify all the different ways we can be a global Indian place because she's a true global Indian, which I think is hilarious because that's something she's actually said. She's called herself wow. a global citizen. But... Yeah, so, like, we definitely thought this was, like, her place, right? Like, that's how it was pitched to me on social media. But it's not, guys.
1: Interesting. And she only got to go – like, she wasn't – oh, interesting – Wow. Okay, that's not how it's pitched to me on social media either. But it makes me want to go more because I'm like, I definitely don't trust a restaurant that is like Priyanka's brainchild. But if she's just like the influencer <laughs> behind it, then fine, sure, maybe it's good. Though <laughs> so the menu speaks for itself, like
0: the spicy water balls. <laughs> yeah. She 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 was responsible for that. Yeah, I will say that. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Okay. What else has she done? She's had a few other woof Instagram posts.
0: Her hair care line.
1: Oh my god, that was a lot. Thank you for sharing that with me. That was you're honestly <laughs> made my week.
0: It's just her like her ads are. I think she if she wants to. And this is if I were her agent, I would tell her like if you're gonna do ads, which first of all we've we've seen her agent like her agent need to get her shit together. <laughs> but yeah, she does but the ads where she's like trying to be cutesy and like girl next door, and it's very like, relatable. Obvious. She's trying to be
1: relatable. She's trying to be relatable. She's not relatable. Not relatable and she's not Which relatable. is fine. Like, it's just It's thing very that fine. Bit Chrissy Teigen in the butt. Like, yeah. Oh, if yeah. you're not relatable, you're. It's really hard to build a brand around relatability. Yeah. And like and, Priyanka's things about like juggling like. Hair products or whatever. She's and- trying to juggle two items. <laughs> it's
0: just, I guess it's juggling. Kind of. It's
1: more like passing.
0: Passing between your hands. But it's like, are you? What's your anomaly? And she's like, I can juggle, but then she can't. But and then she- I. <laughs> Then I'm like, what does the word anomaly mean? I'm like, yeah.
1: I'm like, I <laughs> Am like, I misinterpreting
0: this? I'm like, did I n- misunderstand? Very weird. And this, again, is probably not her fault. Like, I'm sure a lot of other people made these decisions for her. But maybe. But it's just, it's weird that she's agreeing to it and thinks, like, she can pull it off.
1: Yeah. Um, and then she had her um, pride post, which was also confusing.
0: Yeah, she was like, happy pride, but like it didn't have anything. It was just like her. Unless if like the designer identified yeah, as LGBTQ, true. But she did
1: not call that But she didn't say that.
0: Like, she didn't tell... She, it's like, if you're going to celebrate pride, then...
1: Just, like, at least put a rainbow. Like, do something. Do
0: something.
1: Okay, the last thing about her is she is the new face of Victoria's Secret. Yeah, This is actually cool.
0: I'm, this I, is... yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic.
1: Yeah. Which is, like, actually kind of interesting and crazy how much that brand has been through in the last, like, 10 years. Like, how much of our youth was defined by, like, what Victoria's Secret said was sexy or attractive? And I think it's actually really cool that we went from, like, last year, like, trying to get more models of color into Victoria's Secret, who are still, like, this, like, unrealistic standard of what women look like, to this, like, 180 of, like, completely getting rid of the fashion show and the angels and having um spokespeople like priyanka chopra and priyanka chopra jonas as the article says and megan rapinoe is that how you say it i think so
0: yeah i loved her i think she's yeah
1: she's awesome but like yeah and they're like this new york times up but like it's like the most one of the most extreme brand turnarounds in recent memory but that's amazing and i also wonder how much fenty pushed them
0: yeah in that direction oh i'm sure quite a bit so Yeah. yeah that's exciting
1: like, there's power in, like, I don't know, challenging what has always been done. Yeah. I just think it's crazy. It's, like, I mean, yeah, Victoria's Secret was so ubiquitous and, like, so, like, a certain kind of look that, like, Megan, nor Priyanka, honestly, would ever be caught
0: no. dead in. You know? No, 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 definitely not. So, this is a huge change for sure. So, I hope it's good. Good job. We good like. Job. Yeah, I'm optimistic, for sure. So, I think that's everything uh, about her, right? Can I say one thing? you remember how we made fun of her for being the face of Crocs? Croc- <laughs> Crocs are, like, kind of in time.
1: What? Yeah. No, they are not.
0: No, they're like actually in like people wear them unironically now. Like Gen what? Z. Yeah. Where? What? That's what my sister told me. She's like in Portland. My sister's in Maine and she says everybody like on the street, like in groceries, you go to Whole Foods, like everybody's in Crocs. She asked my parents, Can I buy Crocs? They were like, No.
1: Anyway, so <laughs> 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 um, wow. I mean am they are not that comfortable and they're so ugly. God. Okay, I just saw an article. How old is it? Twenty seventh April twenty twenty one. What'd you Google? Are crocs in? <laughs> um No I was I was just Google I just Google imaging crocs to remind myself how ugly they are. And this article in the Guardian from twenty seventh April, twenty twenty one, sales of Crocs soar as rubber shoe brand predicts bumper year. The I think bump
0: have, good. GQ says this is their headline from October of last year. We can't believe it either. Crocs are now cool.
1: Do you think it's Priyanka? I don't know. Company reports but, revenues up sixty four percent in first quarter as shoppers seek comfort during the pandemic. Questlove arrived at the Oscars on Sunday in a pair of gold Crocs. <laughs> it's happening what
0: yeah bummer
1: demand for the crocs brand is stronger than ever with expected 2021 revenue growth of 50 percent.
0: i wonder if priyanka's like making bank now because she like she got on board before anybody else
1: would. well they're also she's not mentioned in this article but while they remain much loved by gardeners and workers in hospitals, that's you, whose job require them to stand for long periods, the shoes have been enjoying fully-fledged fashion renaissance in recent months thanks to high-profile collaborations with pop artists including Justin Bieber, whose designs are <laughs> embellished with cartoon animals. <laughs> cartoon Bieber, Bieber announced, I wear Crocs all the time, so designing my own pair came naturally. I believe that zero. There's no way Justin was, like, wearing Crocs out and about. Definitely not. I think he might be Tars. I hate that. (laughs) I hate this. I don't. I'm out. I am out. No. They're so ugly. No.
0: Yeah, this is. This is where 2021 has taken us, guys.
1: Nope.
0: Oh, man. Okay. So let's move on to. This is like less lingering thoughts and more like some like major topics that we want to hit that we have not, like, addressed, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think that there's just been, like, a few controversies in the last few weeks. One, okay, there's been one controversy and then one thing that I just wanted to talk about because I feel like it was crazy. Um, and one was about the In the Heights movie. Did you end up seeing it I haven't watched it yet,
0: no. But okay. I did
1: read about it. I really think that you should see it.
0: It's going away today. I have to watch it today. It's leaving HBO Max.
1: Get off this call right now and go watch <laughs> it. I think... So so basically this is... Um, for those of you who don't know, it's a movie based on... Lin-Manuel Miranda's first play... Um, that he wrote while he was at Wesleyan. And it is about... Uh, Washington Heights, this neighborhood in New York... Um, and like just this story of kind of like working class Americans, mostly Latinx Americans, like um, Dominican Republic and Puerto Rican immigrants trying to sort of like make it and I don't know there's like not a huge amount of plot to be honest but basically there's this guy Usnavi who has this like dream of going back to the Dominican Republic and it's like about how he's like making his dream happen and like the dreams of all the different people in his neighborhood very fun music like not as like catchy as Hamilton but still like really fun clearly same vibe um and it's just like a fun it's a fun uh I've never seen musical but very successful fun vibes um I saw the movie pre like major controversy I saw it pretty early and I loved it I thought it was just so much fun I felt like I learned about a neighborhood and a culture I wasn't super familiar with, like a lot of studies on Hollywood show that the Latinx community is a community that's the least represented by far compared to proportion of the US population, and there just like aren't a lot of like, you know, those kind of movies that you can think of, like I can think of Coco. Mhm. That's, that's
0: like
1: maybe that's it. all I can think of right now. Yeah. Um And so, anyway, I just thought it was just, like, a really exciting, um, it was just a really exciting movie, and it was a joy, and it was so colorful, and it was so happy and optimistic and exciting, and there's, like, a lot of talk about belonging, and, like, I don't know, it's just really good. I can't even, just watch it. Um, but then this, like, very valid argument kind of came out about how it is representative, it's representing this neighborhood Washington Heights, which I've never been to. Um, I don't know if you have raps, but like, it's predominantly Afro-Latina, actually. Mm -hmm. And the movie features almost all, like, white-passing, or like, you know, almost white-passing Latinx characters and one black main character, but he's like, uh, I mean, I guess he is one of the main characters. He's one of the four main characters, but is definitely a side, more side character. Um, and, like, none of the supporting actors are even, like, like, those are the, like, there's four main characters, one of them is black, and then all the kind of, like, side characters are, um, I can't think of another. Definitely not Afro-Latina or Afro-Latinx, um, but I don't think black at all. And so... Knowing that about the neighborhood, that is like a misrepresentation of what the neighborhood is, and that is like a blind side of *Liminal Miranda* and developing this this story. Obviously, he is from a Puerto Rican family, and so he was writing a little bit more about what he knew rather than accurately representing the neighborhood and the culture. And there is like was a lot of conversation about how afro Latinos are are like left out of um, the narrative predominantly. And so, like, they don't get any representation this would have been, like, the perfect opportunity to offer representation, Mm -hmm. and it just, like, was a huge missed opportunity. And I think that that's super fair and I'm glad that that conversation was happening because I didn't even realize that. And, yes, an ideal version of this movie would have been more representative of the Afro-Latino population. However, what bothered me was the, like, move to cancel the movie. And I think, like, it didn't do well, it didn't do as well as projected in the box office, which could have been because it's a musical, it could have been like blah, blah blah but like there was like a really strong movement on Twitter to like cancel this movie, and like anytime anyone spoke up about it, like, and said positive things, just like kind of jump on them and attack them, which I think is one of those things where, like, it's so fair to have the conversation and it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Aladdin to me, where like that was like by mm. zero means a perfect representation movie, yeah, and like yeah. there was like I don't know all these different random brown races playing like vaguely Middle Eastern, which is super problematic, and like yeah. randomly Will Smith, and <laughs> it was like this like stereotype of like kind of like Bollywoody Middle Easty, I don't even know what, yeah, but it was just, still like, ex- like a marginal win at the same time, yeah. you know, like. Maybe it wasn't a win for, like, the, like, Indian-American community specifically, but it was still, like, a win for this representation. Is, like, still some
0: representation. Like, undebatable that it was problematic. Like, there, that's yeah. not even, like, up for debate. But, no. like, it was a win for representation. And I think, like, this is the same situation where it's, like, undebatable that he probably should have cast a more diverse group of people, especially when he was trying to, like accurately and depict a neighborhood that like he's very familiar with but so many of his audience would not be familiar with and so i don't think that that's like the issue at all like it's not worth even like like debating whether it was right or wrong like it was very much wrong right but the like the progress that it makes to even have this type of film out in the world like you're saying like just for you personally i haven't watched this film yet but i think i would probably feel the same way after watching it but just learning so much about a community you're not very familiar with. And, like, film has the power to do that. Entertainment has the power to do that. And I don't know. I think that's, like, kind of unfair to try to cancel it altogether. Because I think
1: it does do some net positive. And I think it's, like, like knowing the controversy is really helpful. And having those conversations is really important. So I can go in and be like, okay, this isn't an accurate representation of Washington Heights. At the same time seeing like such a like joyful movie about like the latinx community is not something that i can remember seeing and i still like loved that and being part of that helped me i think like i don't know just feel more connected more understanding of like what like a puerto rican dominican you know like first gen community might might look like maybe not a hundred percent accurately and maybe like there were all sorts of like definite problems that I want to be aware of and I want to be able to acknowledge but I still think it did net positive, and I still loved it and I think the biggest risk is like yes obviously we want to hold all of our movies to higher standards and obviously we want like representative accurate movies that will help like change conversation and change perceptions however the reality of Hollywood is that it's a money-making industry, and if these kinds of movies don't do well, like a, a, again, inarguably, it would have been way better if this had just been a good representative movie to begin with. If that's not what we have, unfortunately, mm-hmm. given what we have, if we cancel this movie, there's a zero percent chance any movie, even sort of percent like, even sort yeah. of like it, is gonna be made. Because that's exactly what happened with Mulan. It's like, yeah. it did really badly, for very valid reasons, it was a bad movie. And, like, it was, like, not representative in the right ways. There was a lot of controversy around it. It was, like, a co- like all white people made this movie. But a lot of studios took the example of Mulan's failing to be like, oh, people don't want Asian stories. Like, no one's going to watch them. It's not going to yeah. make movies. We can't make these anymore. And that's just, like, a sad truth about how Hollywood works And I think it's good that we're asking more of movies, but we can ask more of movies and start conversations about them and still support the marginal wins and still, like, enjoy the, like, marginal benefit that we are getting. I don't know. I mean, I'm, like, open to being challenged on this and, like, hearing pushback because I can also see how... um, this can be like very harmful and it's better to have nothing than to have a harmful depiction of something
0: yeah Um, and I'm also optimistic that this conversation like you're saying like Lin-Manuel Miranda isn't going anywhere like he's going to make more content and I think the backlash that he faced for this movie like hopefully will guide him to be just better next time and we'll get better content because of conversations like this yeah so
1: that's a good point yeah, I, he's too big to cancel. <laughs>
0: he's He kind of is, sadly. And, like, maybe, I mean, maybe he deserves to be canceled for some, some reason that I don't know. But the, I don't think that this was one of them. But yeah. especially when he's... I feel like he has made huge strides in representation.
1: I know. We and, all are, like, kind of hypercritical about Hamilton now and, like, representation of slavery and stuff. But, like, for the time, just, like, the Hamilton casting thing of, like putting black and brown people in the roles of the founding Mm -hmm. fathers like that has changed fundamentally the way shows are cast i i so agree with you
0: i think we've talked about this too it's like in harry potter even just having like the names of non-white characters
1: in that book
0: like although the representation was far from perfect far from even good like it wasn't even close to good but that like that's huge. That's huge in changing the way people think about inclusivity and who belongs. And I, I don't know. I think there's a that we should definitely like value people who have made strides in in those respects.
1: And I think it's like a question also of like how are we evaluating art? Like are we evaluating it with our current lens, or are we evaluating it with the lens that it came now? Because, like, it's almost like we're evaluating Hamilton with the lens that Hamilton helped be, be able to, like, push us towards, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, because I was even watching, like, In the Heights, like, because um, uh, I really liked the music, and so I was watching videos of the, um, the show, and I saw that They felt super comfortable casting, like, the lead roles with just, like, normal white people Mm -hmm. when they did, like, the West End version and, but, like, not doing the reverse. Like, there wouldn't be, like, a black lead or, Mm -hmm. like, a, like, it was, like, you know, like, how, like, white are kind of, like, a, you know, like, they can play any color, but, like, no one else can play. And, like, I feel like that's just not how that show would be cast today. Like, yeah. Maybe like an Asian dude would, probably not, but like it's, it's so, I don't know. It's, it's, (laughs) it's a little, um, like I do think Hamilton has changed the conversation pretty dramatically and absolutely it's not perfect by our standards today, but it helped us get to a point where we can expect more out of our, which is like part of the journey, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I still have to watch this movie. Okay. Like you said, I'm probably going to watch it later today. But if yeah. you guys have watched this movie and
1: you have other thoughts, like please send them to us. Um... Yeah, we're still working out how we feel about it. So, would love to be challenged and pushed. Um, okay, one last thing, and then I think we can go to our hot take, because we're kind of long, is around the Black Widow movie that came yeah. out yesterday. And I yeah. haven't seen it. Have I have seen not it? seen it. No, I only watched okay. the trailer. Yeah, I also only watched the trailer. Um, and I read a few articles about it, too. And you I get think... Is
0: getting good reviews?
1: It's getting good reviews, but I think that it's just, like... There's two things. One, I think it's, like... One that's cool, one that's sad. And the cool thing is, like... I think, inarguably, like, every single headline you read about this movie is basically, like, this movie should have been made five or six years yeah, ago. Like, yeah. Like, Black Widow is... Spoiler, dead in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Right now. And irrelevant because she's dead and they did awful <laughs> things to her character. Yeah. Like there was which really we've discussed sexist on stuff which we've after, about. on other podcast Oh, yeah. Episodes. Other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Terrible, sexist, like, really, like, this mm-hmm. character has been really distorted and is basically, yeah, sad. So this is a weird redemption arc kind of film of, like, justifying why she existed and how she actually was a, like, 3D character. Way too late. Like... Yeah. No one cares about her anymore. And you, like, already ruined her. And it's just a reminder of how, like, kind of terrible this mega empire of Marvel Marvel is and how it's, like, kind of built on these, like, tropes of, like, white men named Chris and, like... (laughs) their, like, ideal white woman, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, like, icky and a reminder that, like, the content we are consuming is just bad. On the plus side, yeah. she's given a <laughs> lot of interviews about how this movie couldn't have been made earlier. Like, there was that SNL sketch, did you see it? Yeah. The, like, why can't Marvel make, can't like, Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like women superhero movies, and it's, like, and it's from, like, 2000, like, 14 or something, like, it's, like, so long ago, and, but it's, like, basically a parody of the fact that, like, they just, like, were incapable of making, like, a movie about it. They just couldn't do
0: it, they just couldn't do it, and then, like,
1: even when they could, this is how they do it. Yeah, (laughs) and so, but, like, and now it's, like, oh, we, you know what, we actually have kind of come a long way on this, like, we... In the last 10 to 15 years are now like able to center stories on women and center them well and like make them you know meaningful characters and like do this presumably for people of color too. eventually like Black Panther obviously was a start and then like I think they're expanding a little bit more um, and I don't know. That is actually kind of exciting and hopeful. Like, I, I reading so. some of these interviews is, like, pretty uplifting. Of, like, I think
0: so, too. I think so. We couldn't Definitely. have done this. And
1: now we've broken
0: and through. And now we barrier. can, right? And, like, we're saying, like, hopefully this is all just a sign towards better things to come. Like, maybe women yeah. won't get so shafted <laughs> in the next <laughs> few years. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Who knows? But... Yeah, if you guys watch that movie also, like, send us your thoughts. I'll probably watch that movie at some point. Like, next weekend, maybe. Should we move on to our hot take? Yes. Take
1: let's, it away.
0: Let's do hot it. Hot
1: takes! Hot We've take. been lacking on the hot takes, but we have Yeah,
0: this is just more like an opportunity for me to rage for a second. <laughs> I already rage to TARS, but, um, just like, if you're gonna start a company and sell like tea mm-hmm. or spice or like any product, like maybe don't name it after a Hindu god <laughs> and don't like cartoonize the a picture of that god and slap it all over your labeling. But I was at Whole Foods and the way this whole started was that I was looking for tea. Which first of all, half the tea in that story is like named Yogi or like whatever. Right? Like who knows? Who knows? But I saw Hanuman tea and I was like, Wow, very interesting. There's like a giant base of Hanuman, like a very like uh like cartoon, like cutesy picture of him and who is uh he's uh, one of the Hindu deities and they were selling this, like, tea, which is essentially just, like, clothes and cinnamon for, like, $18 for, like, 15 bags or something like that. And I looked more into the company, and it's actually, like, an Indian-American who lives in Boulder and is, like, doing this. But, like, girl, $18 for 15 bags of lot. tea, right? Lol. But it made me look into more, like, products that were are named, like, Hanuman, and um, there's a lot of, like, ganesh tea also they're like in europe especially i found a slovenian company called hanuman herbs and it's like straight up run by like a white slovenian couple and they sell like turmeric and jira and and it has like pictures of hanuman everywhere and like what do these what do these people know about what they're naming things like it's major yikes. It's the same vibes as Ganesh tattoos, same vibes as OM tattoos. Like, just don't do it. It's very easy. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So this hot take, I'm coming after the Slovenian couple. <laughs> yeah. Trying to cancel them. But this type of thing exists in, like, when if you Google Hanuman herbs or Hanuman teas, like, you get, like, a multiple options. So... Um, this is frustrating to me, and I mean, I think we could do a whole episode on, like, food and, and representation in food. Actually, that would be a cool episode. That would be a cool episode. It's essentially all of our hot takes, so thus far. But this, just, like, don't do it.
1: Oh wait, no, virtues of our patron Hanuman are our role model because he is honest, compassionate, always ready to help, and a tireless seeker. yikes
0: yeah so okay don't do that people there you have it um yeah well so i think that's our episode guys i think so and as always rate review subscribe we still have to fight the troll that tanked our reviews so like tell all your friends to rate us too um please and then DM us. Like we said, we haven't had thoughts from our friends in, like, a really long time. So just send us a DM on our Instagram, and you'll be featured on our next episode. Um, send us your thoughts, comments, and any lives that we may have told. Which I'm sure we told some. I can't believe we said, said Priyanka was, like, the owner
1: of the restaurant.
0: Like That's a big line. Nobody called us a